0: You're listening to the Western Star Podcast on www.western-star.co.uk I
1: pack my bag and say it's But not you, you're on the fly This boy is moving on I've had enough of your cheap ways and Baby, there's gonna be better days This boy is moving on I'm moving on like he moved on Oh, did you really think it'd be a settling time? This boy is moving on.
0: Hello and welcome to the Western Star Rockabilly Podcast. This is the second edition coming out every quarter, and three months have passed. So I am back again. My name is Bridge Williams, and you are listening to Western Star. So as you may be able to tell from the expertly crafted interludes, jingles, the background music playing right now, and this bar is moving on, the song that we just played, this podcast is a special on Mr. Bill Fadden. He is the immediately recognisable, respectable, bespectacled rockabilly hero. I'm glad I got that out, I've been practising it for a long time. So in this special, I'm going to be playing an assortment of tracks from Bill Fadden's back catalogue. Obviously all available on Western Star Um, And he came in to do an interview last week Which we recorded And he also did a live track um, Just him and the guitar Which was awesome And I'll be playing that at the end of the podcast So for those who don't know Here is a brief history of Mr Fadden He's one of the first acts to record at Western Star He recorded at the studio that went on to become The Western Star studio Which then became the Western Star label Now, at that studio, he recorded Bot Party with the Silvertone Flyers, which is for another label, but has just recently been bought by Western star. And Bill Fadden is a singer and guitarist, songwriter, and he plays with with different people. He's played with a a variety of different groups. Bot Party and Satellite Rock was with uh, the Silvertone Flyers. And then his most recent release on Western Star is Looking for Some Happiness with The Mostly Losers, which is a collaboration with Alan Wilson and others and uniquely captures the feeling of Mexican and Latino sound while still holding on to that rockabilly edge. And he has been recently working with the Rhythm Busters and his new project, The Tagalongs. And so songwriting is central to Bill Fadden and he has a vulnerability and a yearning in his voice and his lyrics without losing that, that rocking energy to it. And coupled with the guitar um, and the band behind him, it makes for a classic sound without being stuck in the past. And he's notorious for his live performance, which combines the energy of the music with the occasional combusting guitarist, which he will elaborate on in the forthcoming interview. And so you can see this live performance on the 31st of August at Dingwalls, Camden, London, where we are putting on the Western Star event, where Bill Fadden will be playing alongside Jack Rabbit Slim and the Bonneville Barons. So I expect to see you all there. So that's it. Last week he came into the studio to talk about his music, songwriting, and, strangely enough, Genesis. Here we go. So here we are today at Western Star Towers for the second Rockabilly podcast, the second edition. And with this podcast, it is an exclusive on Mr. Bill Fadden, and we have him here with us today to have a chat and tell us what he's up to. So, Bill
2: Fadden, hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm down here today to um, mix some uh, tracks for my band, the the Rhythm Busters, which uh, we recorded um, about eighteen months ago and. haven't got around to finishing. So, uh, as uh, as Alan knows, everything with me takes a couple of years <laughs> to piece it together. To piece time. it together, yeah.
0: <laughs> what are you aiming to do with the tracks eventually?
2: Hopefully, when we do the 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 album, it will be mostly originals. But um, there's there's two or three tracks here that we've recorded that um, would definitely definitely go in there. So, yeah. uh, covers are good, um, where they. They fit your style and and they fit in with the rest of the the record that you're trying to do. Um, but I'm not really one to to just sort of come in and do do a whole album full of songs I like sort yeah. of thing.
0: Well, you're, you're, you know, your songwriting definitely stands stands up on itself anyway. Well, thank you. Know? you. It's, <laughs> it's it's good enough, you know. To, yeah. to, you don't have to rely on covers. And how, are you, do you? Are you quite prolific with your songwriting? Um,
2: no, no, yeah. not at all, really. Um, I. I've never really been a very prolific songwriter because, um, again, I'm quite wary of, of cliches and, and things like that. So I try and, when I write, I tend to discard anything that's too too conventional or mm. too sort of stereotypical mm. of. Anything set in a diner yeah, or a drive in. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Although I did do one. Uh, oh, no. One sort of bar, bar diner related song mm. on the last. Uh, on the mostly losers record. Um but yeah, this it sort of seems a bit um silly to be seen about about diners and um sort of sock hops and things like that when we're we're living in in now sort of thing yeah yeah, sure (laughs) although saying that I'm not going to sing about going into McDonald's and uh, sort of uh, driving off in my my either (laughs) people do yeah
0: (laughs) some people do so how did how did you get started because you've you've been um, there's been different lineups with the Silvertone Flyers and
2: um, yeah yeah I mean um, the the Silvertone Flyers was the first band that was really a success It, it was the first band we we I recorded with in this sort of genre of music and the first um, the, the first band that we really did well playing and you know we, we went to Europe, we went to America so that was kind of my breakthrough kind of band I suppose because um, I'd, I'd been playing in a lot of punk bands and um, I was just getting fed up with it and uh, I was working in a guitar shop and um, a bloke came in, he was after a rhythm guitarist for a, a rock and roll band and I gave it a go and got into the music and it just sort of went from there, really,
0: but you must have known you, you had a voice because i mean personally that 's what that 's what I like about you know about your records is you 've got a distinctive voice and you 've got a really nice kind of tone to your
2: voice I think that tone and um, I think things like pitch and and sort of phrasing you can 't really mm. teach it. It must be uh, I was probably always destined to do it at some point. I, I think you're right then. It just develops into your own mm. sound, I think. Mm. <laughs> How do you go about writing songs? You- normally, I, I, I'll have sort of something like... I mean, I've, I've got books of stuff at home where I've just... Uh, I'll, a few lines will come into my head or something and then I'll, I'll write those down and knock about with that for, for a while and see if I can develop anything out of it. And normally, you either get a verse or a chorus or a, a bit of something. Then, you know, if I can work something up, I'll, I'll work up the whole song... Or otherwise, it just sits there, you know. So I've got scraps and scraps with a, with an odd verse, mm. or even a couple of lines on it that I'll maybe go back to at a later. Date. I suddenly think, oh, I've got, uh, yeah, that that go well with that. And then, as soon as you get that together with a band, normally I find when you you actually sit down and start sort of trying to run through it yourself, things will change a little bit. You might find stuff doesn't quite fit, or you'll come up with something better, mm. or the a rhythm or a style will, will jump out as soon as you start singing it and then obviously again when you get that together with a full band when once you've got the bass coming in and the 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 lead guitar and drums that changes it again
0: did you ever find that process quite hard because sometimes hard to release a tune over to other
2: people yeah i think you've got yeah you've got if you've got a sound in your head that you you want you know you kind of picture the whole song together and it can be really frustrating if you're not if you take that to the band and they're not quite doing something right or there's something not not quite sort of uh, working. i found it's got easier over the years because you you get better at explaining how you want things to to go kind of thing. And you just naturally find people to play with that are going to sort of be in tune with what you, you want to do. And it's hard not being a mini Hitler as well. Oh, I well, really, um, just talk to uh, talk to John and uh, my ex-wife Kate. They'll uh, <laughs> they uh, they've got some stories to tell, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, be be your ease, easier now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's very. Um, I've got much more into letting things things develop organically. I might have an idea in my head about where I want it to go, but I'm less strict about it's got to sound like this mm. sort of thing. Yeah, I think I've mellowed. Over yeah.
0: There. What about your um, your live performances? Because I've I've yet to see you. I'm looking forward to the. Um the gig in camden
2: the dingles, oh, dingles yeah. yeah well that's that's, that's going to be a big one on all counts because it's the first time the silvertone flyers have been back on stage for sort of five years mm,
0: get practicing
2: yeah yeah i've had to sign a, a a waiver for the guitarist that i won't set him on fire or throw him at the speakers so i don't think it'll be as wild as our old shows acid bath yeah noose <laughs> spear <laughs> will think of something yeah. I'm, I'm sure but yeah that was one of the first things he said to me i'm not i'm not getting picked up and thrown and i, I don't want to be set on fire so <laughs> but yeah the live the live shows i think um it, it's really quite a release for me i think it's a good good thing to play live because um it, it gets rid of a lot of sort of frustration <laughs> i suppose
0: have you got any um gig stories to play? playing any gig
2: stories they they like they usually involve drunken behavior and uh i we were playing up in scotland and uh i used to do um a little trick where i'd I'd set the headstock of my my guitar on fire um at the end of the set we we did one particular song and i'd I'd sort of spray lighter fluid up the neck of the guitar and set a light and it'd just burn off and everything would be okay, but it looked looked really impressive and everyone loved it. So um, we were playing up there and uh, I'd had rather a lot to drink because they were putting us up for the night. We were staying at a hotel rather than trying to get back or going on to another gig. And uh, I'd I'd sort of tucked into the bar, I was quite drunk. And um, I went for the the lighter fluid and sort of sprayed it about. (laughs) And um, unbeknownst to me, I'd I'd got Sid, the guitarist, I must have sprayed it right up his trousers to his guitar. (laughs) Um, so when I went to set fire to the, the headstock of my guitar, it was like a little trail went off <laughs> up his leg and set his guitar on fire as well. And I, I was just stood there. I didn't realise people were sort of pointing. I turned round and he's, he's frantically trying to beat out these flames. Hence the way you and, uh, Yeah. And I, just, uh, I looked down and all I had on the floor next to the microphone stand was a, a glass of rum and I thought, I just better, <laughs> not, better not do that. So... Um, i think someone from the audience threw something on him and uh he didn't really talk to me on the way back home and uh there's sort of incidents like that accidental fire setting i've broken a couple of double bases just through exuberant behavior i think i jumped on uh jumped on john uh the bass player in the Silvertone flyers at one point and um and luckily it was the last song of the set because uh I sort of jumped jumped on him, turned around again and the the bass there was no no bass. So I t- I turned back and he was just stood there holding the neck of his <laughs> his bass with the body had just sort of disintegrated. <laughs> Tell me about the tagalongs. Uh the tagalongs is a new new venture I've got um going which is running alongside the uh the Rhythm Busters. Um that features um Tony Hillebrandt from uh, Slim Slip and the Sliders, uh, Woody from uh, Rudy the Crew and the All Stars, and uh, a French guitarist called Gautier, um, Golab, who's played with um, Rubian amongst other people. It's not really traditional rockabilly at all, I wouldn't say. It's it's much more, um, sort of a bit more high energy a um, bit more raucous uh, a lot more of a country uh influence sort of a uh, truck driving music that kind of thing <laughs> a bit more sort of uh, yeah a bit more redneck i mm, suppose yeah and we're we're hoping again we've we've only done sort of two or three gigs as yet and um haven't really started thinking about writing anything or doing anything um we're just seeing where it where it goes at the moment but we've i think we've had quite a good response mm. the nature of this sort of state of the scene at the moment i don't think it does any harm to have a a couple more bands out there really Mm. and what do you what do you think about the scene at the moment um in terms of the rockabilly scene i think it's very quiet at the moment there's not many new young bands coming up it tends to be the same old musicians kind of reforming and doing stuff and hopefully it'll it'll pick up you know like bands like jack rabbit slim are doing really well outside the scene even as well you know they're Mm. getting a lot of coverage in the the normal press and media, and um, they're certainly playing a lot and getting the name out there. Um, And it'd be nice to see a sort of young band doing that. I think a younger band doing the same sort of thing would would blow it wide open because the mainstream media is much more attracted to to the youth Mm. doing something like that then they are a sort of bunch of, of, (laughs) I'm not being sort of derogatory, (laughs) but like a bunch of old guys (laughs) like us. Yeah. It's kind of, it did. immediately, if if you're over 30 and you're you're doing this, it's immediately looked on as a bit sort of, uh, you know, nostalgic rather than pushing forward. Yeah.
0: So the last release you had on um, Western Star was um, Bill Fadden and Mostly Losers. Yeah. Looking for some happiness. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me about that album, about the recording process?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh, um, literally, I went down to Alan's house one weekend and uh, we, we sort of opened up a bottle of tequila and started writing songs, really, just coming up with stuff, going backwards and forwards. Alan had a bit of a, a chord progression that he wanted to, to use... And um, I had some ideas about a song, so we we knocked together a, a prison song, Mesa Prison mm. Blues, and then I uh, had a couple of things that I'd written. He, he said he wanted to do a, a Marty Robbins kind of style ballad, so I, I wrote the words to the Dead Balladeer and then we, you know, Alan came up with a chorus, and we, we worked it out like that. It was very mm. what's the word, organic, yeah. So we laid down some tracks to thought Oh, we'll have a bit of this on here and do a bit of percussion. We'll do a bit bit of this sort of guitar mm. and the whole um, remarkably then the the whole thing sounds very coherent yeah, sort of thing absolutely we, we've got i think every every song is is very distinct and different but there's a real sort of vibe to the album mm. which is i'm really really pleased with it really
0: sits together as
2: a, yeah. as, a as a body of work yeah. doesn't
1: it it's made him, had stolen his heart With raven black
2: hair, eyes of emerald green I'm sure everyone says this, but as, as you go on, I think every single record I've done, uh, I've been happier with more and is better better than the, the preceding one, mm. so... But that's all you can ask for, yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Alan said something to me the one of the first times we were down here, you know, you can, you can go on mixing something forever kind of thing, really, mm. cos you, you'll never be... 100% happy with it you've mm. just got to reach a point where you're happy with it at that moment in time and you know you can go around and around forever mm. constantly mixing and remixing and,
0: and if you polish it if you keep on polishing it you're only ever going to end up sounding like Genesis anyway Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's best to draw a line at some yeah, point
2: yeah although I was thinking about doing the the, the sort of rockabilly tribute to Genesis I yeah think it's well overdue yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone does yeah <laughs> I think that's the one one thing about rockabilly music that just really you've got that that driving percussive sound. Mm. You can't get too frilly with the acoustic guitar. You can't get too jazzy with the bass. It's got to be driving and mm. percussive sort of thing.
0: And you've you've got kind of percussion coming from three instruments really. Yeah, you? you've got the slap of the yeah. the bass and obviously the strum of the guitar. It. And really you may p- struggle with keeping the drums minimal on the uh, forthcoming Genesis rockabilly. Yeah, rubber. yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, the the Mark um, from the Rhythm Busters. He's um, he's uh, sort of very opposite, really. He's a very big, big bandy sort of drummer, mm. and he he plays very um, very technically kind of a <laughs> stylish man. I'm sure he'll be up to the job. Mm.
0: <laughs> I find sometimes with a drummer, the best thing is to just just before a gig, confiscate a couple of toms. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of toms. Just try and, and take, take
2: away, uh, yeah take away as much as possible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we've spoken
0: about your playing, and um, Mm. if you don't mind, you're going to play
2: a song now.
0: Yeah. We've got a guitar here, um, and Bill Fern's going to play any song of his choice live in the studio for us. So
2: what what are you going to play? I'm not sure, actually. I was just trying to think of this. I might actually play You Give Me a Thrill as a... I'm just scared of hitting Alan's guitar. He'll be alright right with that, won't he?
1: Walking down the street, walking and looking right straight at me You think you're cooler, but a girl, you're hot You got something that the others ain't got to say, ooh, 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 you give me a chill I say, ooh, ooh, when you making me hot I say, ooh, ooh, when you give me a chill I got an itch, I can't scratch it I got an urge, I can't satisfy it I got a fever, oh so hot Honey, give me something just to make it stop I say, ooh, ooh, when you give me a chill I say, ooh, ooh, when you making me hot I say, ooh When you give me a thrill It burns like a flame It sets me on fire Just like a drug She's making me high. She's bright in the sun I burn up the sky I gotta ask her If she's gonna be mine I say ooh, ooh When you give me a chill I say ooh, ooh When you're making me hot I say ooh When you give me a thrill, I say, ooh, ooh. When you give me a thrill,
2: something like that. That was pretty. (laughs) I couldn't quite remember how it went myself.
0: So there we have it. This has been the second edition of the Western Star Rockabilly podcast. I have been Bridge Williams and this has been all about Mr. Bill Fadden. Again, 31st of August, Camden, Dingwalls, London for the Western Star event. Bill Fadden, Jack Rabbit Slim and the Bonneville Barons. Thank you and good night. (laughs)